Hi. I'm Yelly. And I'm her wife, Haley. And this is Friends to Lovers, a podcast about books. How's it going, babe? Oh, it's going good. Goodling. <laughs> um, so this episode is going to be a little bit differently structured than the other ones. We are going to give you a little reading update. Um tell you what we've been up to and then we're gonna actually get through a couple of the questions that y'all have been asking um yeah it's a little bit a little bit of uh more of a focus on the on the requests and yes. the questions because spoiler alert fun. we've been very hyper focused yeah reading. our reading updates are not that interesting except for maybe they're completely interesting i don't know depends on how how much you care about two very specific series. <laughs> um, I have been reading, in the past week, I have read the entire Ice Planet Barbarian series. And some of them multiple times. Barbarians mate three times. <laughs> uh, Barbarians Lady twice. Barbarians Redemption twice. Uh, Barbarians Taming twice. I am, and, and... I regret none of it. Not at all. You shouldn't. It was excellent. Yeah. It was wonderful. And I've already I've already restarted the series. Um, so I just finished the first two again. Um, I'm reading the special editions. So there's also the, the bonus epilogues. Heck yeah. Um, and I'm about to start on Barbarian Lover, which is Kira and Ihako. And they're so cute. And also what's fun about their book is they're the first book in the series that like they don't resonate mm. to start. Which is Love fun. Um, and if you've never heard of Ice Planet Barbarians, um, say this is you your first... You clearly haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, if you haven't heard of Ice Planet Barbarians, welcome to the pod. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. You have never seen my face before or interacted with me. Um, I'm just kidding. Welcome in. Um, it is basically a sci-fi romance series. There's like 22 books, multiple novellas um, by Ruby Dixon and POV. Picture this. These women get abducted from Earth by bad aliens um, to be sold in space. And then uh, they, for various reasons, get offloaded onto an ice planet. And uh, Georgie, our main character in the first book, she's a badass. And she goes out to look for help. And she finds blue aliens that... uh, will worship them basically (laughs) and want nothing more and their bodies and basically just absolutely are insatiable (laughs) and uh they have they they have a, a symbiote that keeps them safe and that makes them purr at each other when they're listen here's the thing well if you have and if you've never if you've never read it you're going to be like, no, what the hell? No, actually, though, what the hell? But let me tell you, I, these books are so fun. They're, like, super fun and, like, spicy, sexy, smutty, whatever. But also, every single guy, whether he's sunshine, whether he's grumpy, whether it's enemies to love Zuza, every guy at his core is a cinnamon roll who is just absolutely desperate for his mate's approval. Like, that is at the core. <laughs> that is what they all are, no matter what. 
my favorites in the series tend to be the ones where um, it's either Grumpy Sunshine or Grumpy Grumpy or Reverse Grumpy Sunshine because <laughs> I like I like the dynamic. Um, and I also had a had a revelation that I'm pretty sure the second book is supposed to be like very loosely Pride and Prejudice inspired. That at least it's canon in my mind. And anyway, I love these books. I've also been rereading Actar. Um, alongside all of this um, and annotating my copies and absolutely loving it. Yeah, that is, I mean, I can't remember actually if I've updated the pod yet on this, but I also read the first book in the Ice Planet Barbarian series. Yes, you did. I don't think we've talked about that yet. No, you Um, haven't. And you like picked, I was like reading them and like telling you about them and you're like, I think I You were like, babe, give it to me. And I was like, okay. I think I literally picked it up on last Sunday. Yeah. After we finished recording and just like Probably read it I... in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. It was fun. Yeah. It was a romp. You were saying you were having trouble with the pregnancy and the mating. Yes. But not so much that I couldn't enjoy the other parts. Yeah. That's yeah. the official Yelly review. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. It's almost, I'm so deep that y'all, literally between you and me and no one else, I'm like, how am I supposed to read a book where they're not mates? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I okay, so I desperately want to read Book Lovers by Emily Henry, but I'm like, I it's like one of those things where I'm like, no spoilers, but they're not gonna purr for each other, and like, and like, That's so funny. and like, where's the romance in that? You know, <laughs> like I'm like. Mm, there's like too much society like (laughs) like there's not like like here's the thing you know what i mean it's like like there's no hunter caves there's no there's no oh no it's snowing and we're stuck just the two of us for for four hands of days you know what i mean like (laughs) like it's just wow it's just very hard it's very hard to pull back from but the wonderful thing is is that ruby dixon has made it so that you don't have to because she has written like 60 books in this like in in this sort of like extended universe and they all sort of lightly intersect with each other and um i'm holding up a book right now as though you can see it i'm holding up barbarian lover (laughs) just clutching Um, for dear life i'm telling you though like i like genuinely i'm like i don't like i'm just gonna have to keep riding the wave like just as you should i can't because i like i think about reading something else and i'm just like Oh, but like, is anyone gonna like get attacked by Metlocks and then have to save their mate? You know what I mean? Like, when are we gonna, like, when's the romance gonna hit though? You know what I mean? My favorite ones, my favorite ones, I'm telling you, are the ones where like he is like trying to protect her but getting really fucked up and then she like has to save him and like step up and it's just like, it's so good. Um, and Ruby Dixon talks about this like in the like, uh, like author's note, but like, she basically, like, wanted to write a sci-fi series where, like, the women, like, were the, like, were the saviors and were the ones who, like, were the badasses and were, like, very, like, strong and um, capable and all of that. And then also to have the, like, the hero or, like, the the MMC, the male main character, be, like, really decent and, like, really hmm. good at heart. Um, because she was saying like sci-fi she just felt like 
the heroes were like jerks and like only nice to the heroine and you're like all right you know um and anyway i i love the series i literally could talk about it all day um but tune in for the ice planet barbarians podcast <laughs> hosted by Haley, <laughs> live from not also also what's fun what's fun is book two liz um, she's like obsessed with Star Wars. That's why it's called Not Hoth, because it's like Hoth is on Star Wars. Like even if you haven't seen Star Wars, the one where he goes inside of the, like where Luke's freezing and then he goes inside the animal Han Solo puts him in. That's Hoth. So anyway, Liz and it is, takes place on like a like super frozen, a frozen, planet. yeah, an yeah. ice planet. And so, um, and so yeah, she she's like this is like Hoth, but like not Hoth, and so they call it Not Hoth, and um, it's very cute. And Liz mentioned star wars quite a bit which i i really enjoy i love that um yeah but yes um in so terms of in terms of me i am rereading akatar yes loving it annotating my copy almost i'm out of like the muji pens that i like to use so low-key we'll have to buy more muji pens soon <laughs> um they're so good for annotating because they don't bleed through yeah they don't bleed through they like also so i bought Muji has spoiled me so much. I bought Muji sponsor us, please. Literally, um, I bought just like cheap pens from Walmart the other day, not for annotating, just literally to like use as a pen for my work notes when I like go to work and take a notes pen for meetings. pen's sake, if you yeah. Will. And it like it's not as good, and it irritates me when yeah, i yes. use it yes like when yes. it when it like it like runs out of ink halfway while i'm like writing or mm-hmm. like it just like the ink isn't as like dark and deep as the muji ink pens no but I, it's, i'm like yeah i can't deal with i can't i can't deal with it honestly and it's like that's on me for thinking that like a 50, uh, like for thinking a dollar pen is the same as like a a ten dollar pen yeah they're not ten dollars no, but they're like three dollars they're probably each, yeah you know? maybe yeah like three to five i think yeah i think but like you know like like a 30 cent pen versus yeah. a two dollar pen there is quite a difference in the ink flow yeah but anyways, and i think especially yeah. with like with annotating and with like whatever it's like you want your lines to be crispy mm-hmm. i also just love like um i love the the like uh color variety because i personally like to use blue black yeah and blue black is a very hard color to find because it's hard not to find one that's just like a cobalt like yep, true blue. Your, your color. Yeah. <laughs> and but now I, just my color. <laughs> yes. And then, so this morning I woke up and I was reading A Court of Mist and Fury. And I was reading like chapters like 53 to 55 area. Yes. For if you know, you know. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I was like so in my feelings that I, suddenly the thought hits me that I wish I had the like old covers Mm-hmm. of Akatar in paperback because yes. the new covers are really pretty but the old covers have personality you old know like covers, the old yeah. covers just hit different they're so good um and the old covers are also like I first read these books from just like book I'd signed them out from the library and bought them after I'd read them and I first read the old covers because that's the edition that like my library had so it just is like feels very nostalgic for me yeah but anyways and then I started overthinking whether or not I was going to be able to get my hands on the paperback old covers of Throne of Glass so for anyone who doesn't know Throne of Glass is another series written by the same author and people love it equally if not more than Akatar for the most part I've heard in 
internet spaces. And I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, okay, well, because I want to read Throne of Glass, I think, after I finish this reread of Agatar. And I'm like, what if I read Throne of Glass and I fall in love with it and I want to buy my own copies, but they recently announced a like 10th anniversary paperback edition of them. They're like recovering. They're recovering it for the 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And the new covers are very like pretty, but they look like the Dune cover almost like the new like cover yeah. of dune that came out they're not recently giving. they're they just don't give the vibe that i want i want the old covers with like the woman on the front with like the the fluorescent neon colors in the background yep. that are just like kitschy and kooky and like just scream ya at you and are just like so fun yeah so anyways i bought all of the <laughs> throne of glass books in paperback this morning literally like before Haley had even woken up you know pov pov okay <laughs> when i wake up in the morning first thing i do is i press play on my audiobook this morning was barbarian's mate and i'm listening to barbarian's mate coming to you know what i mean okay josie and hayden are doing their thing and then yelly's like babe i need to ask you about something and i'm like <laughs> it is <laughs> It is two seconds since I've opened my eyes. It was like 9 (laughs) a.m. I was like, all right, hit me. And then she like starts telling me this. And I was like, go for it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I can't even hem and haw with you. I was like, I think you should go for it. And I did. But now I'm also panicking about needing them as well. So stay tuned for those updates. (laughs) And I did. I went for it. And here's the thing. I couldn't even buy them in a box set because the box set is sold out everywhere. Yep. So I literally bought each individual paperback in the <laughs> Throne of Glass series as like a separate book because I couldn't find the box set. That's right. Um, and those will be delivered to me in the next two weeks. So oh, iconic. That's so, how we've been doing. Basically, if you're wondering how we're doing, uh, we're just hyper fixating. We are just yeah. absolutely laser focused. Um, and truly not mad about it. Listen, there are other wonderful books out there. There are other incredible authors right now. If, if, (laughs) if he ain't blue, get him out of my face. Okay. (laughs) If he doesn't have a queen. If he doesn't have a, if he doesn't purr at you. If he doesn't have a queen, he ain't for me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wait, Ruby Dixon, I'll be on the phone. Uh. (laughs) We need to get t-shirts made. Trademark immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need a t-shirt. I need a, a sticker. I need a tote bag. Oh, I tell you, yes. y'all. Also, my Etsy searches for these books. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I'm also like, okay, for Ice Cone Barbarians, there are so many people that, like, literally have Patreons specifically to make fan art for Ice Cone Barbarians. Oh, my God. And I'm like... I one day cannot wait to subscribe to literally all of them and just monthly be like, ah, yes, give me, give me. The content. Give me, give me. (laughs) That's so funny. So, anyway. Anyways, moving into questions slash book recommendations. Yes. Um, Preamble, I wanted to say thank you to anybody who's like sent in. We the people in in order to form a more perfect union. (laughs) (laughs) You said preamble. Shout out to Schoolhouse Uh, Rock. (laughs) Thank you to anybody who sent in a question so far. Um, if you'd like to send in a question or like a request for a specific book recommendation, you can send us an email to friends to loverspod at gmail.com. 
Um, and also, if you're somebody who, like, we haven't gotten to your question yet, we see you and we love you and we cherish you so much. And, and we, we appreciate just... the time you took to send us the email. Absolutely. And we just and we want will get to... to it. We will get to it. We just want to make sure that we, like, answer it to our fullest ability. Yes. There are some that, confident. like, we're mulling over and yes. we're, we're, we're acquiring knowledge for. Yes. They can and we both. love you. And we do. Anyways, question number one is from our dear friend, Poe. Yes. Poe says, hi, friends. I was so glad to hear that Yelly enjoyed Iron Widow. That book has quickly become a new favorite sci-fi universe for me. Mm. Hell yeah. Another book I've been loving recently and am recommending to literally everyone is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. <laughs> it's a three chili peppers, 2021 sapphic romance with sci-fi elements. And when I tell y'all I ate this book up, I ate this book up in all caps. <laughs> the audiobook is also pretty good. I ended up reading along with it halfway through. Hell yeah. My question for you both is, what are some of your favorite books with queer representation, especially with a gender diverse slash queer main character? One Last Stop has quickly made its way up the list for me, and I'm always looking for more good reads with as few cishets as possible. Thank you so much, friends. Hope you are well. Poe. Hell yeah. Hi, Poe. Hi, Poe. Thanks for your question. We adore you. Um, do you want to get started or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. I have to, how many do you have? I have two. I have some in my brain. Okay, love that. I'll just go first <laughs> then and hand over the mic. <laughs> I have like a non a non exhaustive but also indefinite list. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, my first answer to that is a a book with lesbian rep specifically. Loves it. Um, it is shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the lesbians, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my first rec is We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor K. Mejia. Um, stunning. Stunning. Stunning work. Drooling. Stunning work of art. This was the... <laughs> <laughs> Salivating, I think, is what I wore so much. Um, <laughs> this was the first book that I ever read that had a Latinx lesbian main character yes that was done probably me as well like that well mm -hmm. at least um y'all these books are so good yeah um so it's set in a world that is like it's not our world it's no. like a different society different societal structure it's like still like fantasy human, i would say yeah but still like humanoid like human based mm -hmm. society um and the premise that we're introduced to is that in this world, every, like, powerful man in society has two wives. And they're called um, La Primera, which means the first in Spanish, mm -hmm. and La Segunda, which means the second. And La Primera, her, like, role in the household is to be super, like, type A, if you will. Like, super organized. She is, like, kind of, like, the head of the house in the in uh, to the fullest extent that like the wives can be mm -hmm. um and does like the correspondence and the party planning and the shubduba. she keeps the she keeps the ship tight yeah and then la segunda is the more emotional one so she's the one who is like quote unquote like softer and nurturing nurturing and like tends to the husband in that way more so mm -hmm. um y'all so without spoiling too much 
the book is about that society being absolutely brutally torn apart. Like, in terms of structure, in terms of just, like, the people who are, like, in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a revolution story yes. at its heart. Well, and the so the main character that we follow, um, without spoiling anything, like, or without spoiling, like, the context or whatever, like, she's not supposed to be there. Yeah. She's not supposed to be there. Um, and she's, like, carrying the secret around for mm-hmm. the majority of the story. Yeah. Um, it's so good. It's a duology, so it's, like, very easily accessible. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, ten books that you have to get caught up on. It's literally, like, two books. I think that they're both, like, three to four hundred pages each. Um, I think it falls in, like, the more of a new adult category. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, technically YA. I think but it's Fade to Black. Like, it's not even... It's Fade to Black, but also, like, the characters are not teenagers. Yeah. So, I think it's, like... Like, I would classify it as new new yeah. adult. Just because of, like, the age range of the characters is, like, young, but they're mm-hmm. not... It's not, like, high schoolers. No. I would classify it as new adult that, like, teenagers or high schoolers could read. Like, my younger sure. sibling yeah, yeah, has yeah. read it. It's not, like, inappropriate in that sense, but No, yeah, I just mean age like, range. Age range and also, like, some of the content is very, like, mature just in terms of, like, political clashes. Um, But it's really good. Like, the the lesbian rep is so, like, just so good, so powerful, so soft, so, like, uh, just handled in such, like, a lovely and caring but also, like, powerful way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah. That is my first rec. And then my second one is specifically trans or, like, gender non-conforming rep. And it is Dark and Deepest Red by Anna Marie McClemore. Um, There is a trans main character in it. And the, uh, the plot, vaguely, it's a Cinderella retelling. But the, um, like, harks back to the, like, OG, like, brothers grim grim brothers brothers grim um yeah, i think both ways um <laughs> one you know yeah one in, one in the same love that um cinderella where like people at the end i think the stepsisters or like the evil stepmother dances they dance themselves to death or something like that mm-hmm. um so it's like a dual timeline dual pov in one of the povs it's set in like the distant past and people have this like plague that is causing people to dance themselves to death Mm -hmm. and it's very much about like finding out what's going on and like who in society gets like blamed for it versus like who holds the power and very like political in that sense and then in the present pov every time you say something something to death all i can hear is in hercules when zeus is like You'll something yourself to death. And then he, like, laughs because he's talking to Hades. What is that quote? I don't know. I literally can hear. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, you're da 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 And then he, like, laughs. And he's like, <laughs> and then Hades is like, no, no, no. And then it's like, he ruled the Anoa. <laughs> I, babe, I can't help it. It's my brain. <laughs> you said it, like, multiple times in my brain. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I can't. I love you. You'll laugh yourself, you'll sum yourself to death. You'll anger yourself to death? No. Something. Okay, you'll, you mull it over. Okay, I don't have my phone for recording um. on it. But then, but then that's like what, anyway. Um, anyways. And then in the, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And then in the current timeline, in the dual POV, it's this girl who's, um, 
family is a family of shoemakers and she finds this magical pair of shoes puts them on and the shoes take over her like body and her control and she like dances herself to near death several times and she's like trying to figure out how to break the curse work yourself to death he says you ought to slow down you'll work yourself to death ha work yourself to death because it's hades he ruled the earth (laughs) (laughs) thank you babe oh anyway um anyways yes uh i did I did want to mention that the it's like a very dark story, so it's not light trans rap. Like it's not a story where like everybody's happy the whole time. It's like very much like the trans character in the story gets like ostracized for being trans, Mm. but is dealt with in a like a delicate and like loving way. And the author is gender non-conforming, so it's not coming from like an icky place. Um, Sure. Yeah, that's my only caveat. But those are my recs. Cool. Hit us with it, babe. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, The Prince and the Dressmaker is an absolutely precious graphic novel. Um, it is about a prince and a dressmaker. Oh my as, god. Uh, <laughs> sorry to spoil the whole plot for you. Um, but basically, I read this last year. So are the details absolutely clear in my mind? No. But basically, there's a prince, and he like needs someone to make clothes for him. And he hires this girl and she is like this like promising seamstress or whatever. And do I remember how it happens? No, but she makes some dresses and he basically has this like alternate persona where when he's wearing the dresses, he is princess so-and-so, I forget. And she um, goes out and about in town and the two of them, she and the dressmaker go out and like have little adventures and there's more to it than that but i just remember it being very very cute and heartwarming um and like very 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 soft um and very cute and it's a graphic novel so super like easy breezy to read like like very like palette cleansy like just refreshing Another graphic novel is Mooncakes. This is probably, like, the perfect thing for the fall or, like, maybe a good, like, first fall book. Um, It follows... um, The non-binary character, I think, is, like, part wolf, part human type vibes. Um, The other main character, her uh, caretakers, I think they're... I think they're her aunts, but they're, they're witches, they're lesbians... Um, and there's like, there's like something going on in the woods. They're in, they're, they're figuring out what's going on in the woods and they need their magic to take care of it. Um, and it's really, really cute. So that's another really good graphic novel. Um, I recently read She Who Became the Sun, which heavy, heavy on like pretty much all trigger warnings. Um, it's like really harrowing read. Um, Haley finished that book and looked up at me and was like, that book hurt my feelings. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's a book where like, for me personally, as a very soft reader, I don't know, like, I can't like recommend it without like mostly just hitting on the fact that it's like deeply upsetting, but the story is very beautiful and powerful, but like pretty much like if something bad can happen, it does happen. Well, I remember Um, you saying that you like had a really hard time emotionally with it but we're still glad that you read it and that like you think that it will be a classic oh for sure yeah I think it'll I I mean I hope I think it'll be a type of book that's like required reading at some point yeah um and basically it follows main character uh who is in 
absolute poverty um, and desperate. And um, she is, uh, she's like the lowest person in society because she's not only impoverished, but she's also a woman and they like really value men. And her dad and her brother are her only surviving family and they go to like a, a fortune teller type person, like somebody who gives prophecies. And basically the, the person is like, you like to her brother you are destined for greatness you will bring peace to the land all this stuff and then for her nothing she's destined for nothing and so um basically her father and her brother like crumble and can't handle the can't handle the brutality of the world and die and she decides to become her brother um because he was supposed to go to a monastery and uh and become a monk and so she is like I will take his fate and pretend to be him and then if I trick the the gods the universe if I trick the universe perhaps his fate can become mine um and basically she starts living as him and it is it is harrowing um there's some other it's not like multiple pov in this because it's not first person so it's you know like in, in everyone else's heads but it does jump around to a few characters um and yeah, but overall really excellent, but super, super harrowing. Um, and then, what's another the lighthearted one? And then the last rec I'll give for this is Girl Serpent Thorn by Melissa Basherdoust. I read this last year as well. Um, and this is the first book in a fantasy series that the second book has not come out yet. So just, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Doesn't but, it come out soon? Yeah, but if I have to be in pain, so do you, okay? Um... <laughs> This book is incredible, um, and essentially our main character has poisonous touch, um, mm, yes. and uh, there's political unrest, there's, um, you know, friends are foes, foes are friends, like, just so much stuff going on, um, and honestly, I think it's, like, a book that's, like, good to go in with like knowing as little as possible but just know that it's like YA fantasy um and there are definitely dark themes but this book overall is like a damn ass fun fantasy to read um even like through like the hard stuff where it's like she became the sun left me feeling quite empty um so yeah those are my wrecks heck yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then our question number two hit me with it our second question is from our friend Alyssa. hi and Alyssa would like to know what our favorite reads were from last year stunning i have been craving rereading books that i loved from last year what's on your list um yeah and so i just went ahead and grabbed the ones that i want to reread um i'm gonna kind of go through them like kind of quick because i don't i have like I would rather mention more than, like, go deep into them because, mm -hmm. like, y'all can look up the synopsis as well, you know. Um, so we have The Bromance Book Club. This is so far a four-book series by Lissa K. Adams. There's a fifth one that's a Christmas special coming out this year that I cannot wait for. And it follows uh, – each book follows a different person in this group of 
men slash the women that they fall for also like all kind of know each other um which i love books like that ice pumper berry um (laughs) and uh basically they have a book club where they read romance books to learn how to love and dote and romance their partners better um and they're so good and wholesome and lovely and i just i'm i love them so much um, then The Roommate by Rosie Dannon. Okay, this book is so good. Okay, POV. You are going across the country to be with your, like, longtime crush because you think you're going to live together for the summer. You're going to confess your feelings for him. And you're, like, ready to go. You get there and he has, like, subletted his apartment to someone else. And he's like, BRB, I'm going on tour. I'm actually not spending the summer with you. But you can still live here. That biatch. And who does he sublet it to? Josh. An adult film star with a heart of gold. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just so fun. It is so sex positive and sex work positive. Um, And it is just, like, such a lovely story. And then also the, the sequel... The intimacy experiment is also so good. It's not as spicy as the first one. The first one's pretty spicy. Um, the second one is more, like, emotional. Then we've got, this will shock no one, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Um, it is basically, like, a good time. A good time, maybe. <laughs> um, Beach Read by Emily Henry. It's a very popular, it's, again, a very popular book. Um, if you have not heard of it, you can look it up, but I'm, I think most people probably already have heard of it, but it's so, so, so good. Then the Brown Sister Trilogy by Talia Hibbert, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, Take a Hint, Danny Brown, Actor Age, Eve Brown. Oh my God. Banger after banger after banger. Like, I'm not kidding. Each book gets better. I have a soft spot in my heart, spot in my heart for Chloe and Red. Me too. But let me tell you, (laughs) none of them disappoint. Um, then The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Oh, baby. First spicy book I've ever read that's, like, spicy, spicy, and truly unleashed the beast. Then we have The Guest List by Lucy Foley. This is a thriller, Um, and this thriller was just, like, it just captivated me, and I really, really loved it, and um, I'm excited to reread it again soon. Those are mine. Heck yeah. Back to you. Mine are, so two of them I've already talked about on the podcast, I feel like, at length, so I won't talk about them too much, but they are Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid mm-hmm. and The Anthropocene Reviewed by Ooh. John Green. I, I vouch for both. I recently reread Malibu Rising and it did hold up the second time and dare I say even hit harder the mm-hmm. second time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like currently in my reread of The Anthropocene Reviewed and it also is like very soft. I think that the, the Anthropocene Reviewed, um, I would very much recommend the audiobook for. Yeah. Um, because just hearing John read his own essays is, like, such a special experience. But also, there are footnotes in the text that I don't remember if they are in the audio. Yeah, in the But audiobook. the audiobook, there's an essay with a very audio-specific message and that audio is an audio so both formats hit so hard basically john green is saying i don't know maybe buy both or something (laughs) (laughs) um and then i will also say um the last true poets of the sea Mm -hmm. by julia drake oh yeah always hits so hard last year was not the first time i read it it was a reread still one of the best books that i read last year um 
I read it in like during a time that I just like really needed it like Mm. the last few months of last year for the both of us were like so like full filled with just turmoil and like they were really hard rough emotional stuff and that's the time that I like read this book and this book is about kind of stuff like that like just like coming back to yourself and rediscovering yourself and making amends with who you are and just like healing and all of that good stuff Mm -hmm. and it is like just holds such a special place in my heart and that's it that's my list pals thanks for listening to this absolutely chaotic episode (laughs) um if you take anything away from this just go watch like the first 15 minutes of hercules and you'll hear the quote i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) work yourself to death (laughs) um and yeah follow us on our socials we'll link everything in show notes um and we love you thanks for listening thanks for listening to us talk about our silly books i tell you (laughs) bye pals bye